the action is it's right here at shellac and vinyl i'm guy i'm chip and uh we are just starting our brand new show and that was a cut from the water boys new brand new album where the action is and that was the the same name as the song was the same name as the album where the action is and why are we playing that you ask this show is devoted well, I gotta say, this is probably gonna sound a little bit narcissistic, <laughs> but hey, you know, it's my show and it's Chip's show, and this is what we're doing today. This show today is based. It's it's every artist that we're gonna play 
is an artist that I have seen live. And you've seen a lot of them. And I have seen a lot of them. So, fortunately, the show is not going to go through everybody I've ever seen because that would take into next week. It, this started as a collaborative idea until about item number 21. And, <laughs> and Chip had to fall out because I haven't seen really that many. I haven't seen that much live music. Over 100 acts I've seen. Yeah, way more than me. Uh, that, that, Moreover, so, we determined that I had never seen somebody on 78. That's so I was kind of eliminated. Well, yeah, that's a because we always play a seventy eight. Got to play at least one, and I have at least I have one for sure that we're going to play. I don't know of anybody else, but I know I have one. This actually started when my wife and I went recently, maybe a month and a half ago, to the Water Boys live at the Neptune Theater in Seattle. Tom Scott, the guy is amazing, and and I was thinking, you know, how is it? Can how can I get? some water boys on the show and then all of a sudden it just hit me it's like hey let's just do a show where we play nobody but people i've seen and so that's what we're doing that was uh that's how we're starting so now we're just going to start progressing and and as normal i you know waited until the last minute to start ripping albums off the shelves and 45s so we're going to be somewhat chaotic maybe but What's new? Well, you, for those people that don't remember the Water Boys, ah. it was the big uh, Hole of the Moon was their big hit in the early '80s or, or mid '80s. Uh, this is oh. the sea, and um, that was the album. This is the sea. That was a hit too, though. That was I, a, yeah. Church not made of hands. That was a good one. Yeah, and I was thinking, wow, I need to get one of those on there, but then I heard this brand new song from this brand new album. I was going, oh man, we got to play That's that. Great. It's a yeah. good. It's rocking. Okay, let's let's do some more rocking stuff, okay? I think that's great. Here we go.
just completed our first set of the guy concert show 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 <laughs> the full show okay that's that at the end shamika shamika copeland wow yeah she's uh she can bring it she belts it out we like her heather and i have seen her both at jazz alley and at the zoo she's awesome that one was called somebody else's jesus off her her grammy award-winning lp 33 and one-third from about probably four or five years ago. Grammy award winning. Yeah, yeah, big time. Blues. And I've never heard of her. I'm that, sorry. How can that be? I mean, well, she you is... know, I guess I'm not listening to that R&B radio. Well, no, it's not on the radio. It's just, it's happenstance how, you, how I came upon listening to her. Mm. But now I do. Really a talent. She's great. It seems like that's one of the, one of the purposes this show serves is to put out to the people. There you go. The people. That's right. You might not have caught this show, but you will next time. Yeah. The the stuff that people really don't, the, the artists that nobody really knows or that maybe not many people know. I, I mean, obviously, somebody knows about them. Well, before Shamika, though, sounded like a familiar voice. Wanda Jackson. Yeah, that was um, You Bug Me Bad. And that was a capital 45. Wanda Jackson was a kind of came up as a rockabilly singer in the 50s and then kind of converted over over time to country. And this was a, a capital 45 from the 60s when you hear the country influence, but you also hear the rockabilly influence in that, on yeah. that song. And I, that's really cool. And, I and saw, where did you see her? We saw her, Heather and I, at um, 
Numos in uh, Cap- on Capitol Hill in Seattle. So within the last five, six years? Probably about six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you may... Before that? You may, find it, you may find it hard to believe that I almost got in an altercation at the Wanda Jackson show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's memorable. Uh, yeah, it is actually. I mean, there's a good little story to it. Um, I certainly was in the right. I was. I was. The guy was being very, he wasn't being very chivalrous to my wife. Let's put I it, see. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. That'll that'll get you in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Hair on the back of my neck stood straight up. <laughs> he, for some reason, did not want to go outside. <laughs> okay. I probably shouldn't go on anymore. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right. That was Earth, One and Fire before that doing Shining Star off their live album. That, yeah, it sounded live. Gratitude was that album. And I saw them, not at their height, but a few years ago we went out and saw them out at uh, uh, the San Michelle Winery. And before I that, I think we, we've lost. Uh, was it Maurice White? Is that who we lost in the last? Yes, several months, yes, I think? yes. The 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 one original brother. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Um, anyway, he's still with them. Um, Verdine. Mm. Verdine. Yeah, he's still with them. Um, and, and we then started off that set with the Cars doing Candio off their Candio uh, album, and I not one of their biggest hits. No, but it's a great album. It's uh, kind of under the radar, particularly following that huge first album that yeah. just got played to death. This was a this was a show I went to in the Spokane Coliseum in about nineteen, I'd say seventy eight or seventy nine. Uh, probably since the album came out in June of seventy nine, I'm gonna say seventy nine that it was seventy nine. Well, I mean, it was just off the top of my head. So and the gal on the cover, uh, Vargas girl. Yeah. Yeah. Candy Moore. Is that who it is? I don't know who that is. Who is she that? She played uh, Lucille Ball's daughter on the Lucy show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, those of you who have. And her name was Candy. Just like, imagine that. Those of you who have access to the internet should, should pull up <laughs> a copy of that cover because it's uh, done in the style of the Vargas pinup girls. And Vargas actually pa- painted that one. Yeah. Yeah. Brought him out of retirement. He yeah. hadn't painted in six, seven years. Yeah, years. that was cool. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we do have, you know, we always kind of commemorate deaths that we think of. Rick Okasik died, you know, since we did our last show. Okasik. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I can never figure out how to say it. Rick. How about Rick? Well, you know, they were pretty adamant when they were inducted to the Hall of Fame. That's how you say it? Yeah, they said, it's Okasik for all you people. Okay, but ha- didn't you mm. used to say Okasik? I absolutely did. Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what we... but And I can't even pronounce his wife's name other than Paulina. Paulina Porotsova. Something like that. Yeah. And I, they were separated when... Were they? Yes, and but she, she actually... She gorgeous. She actually found his body. Oh. Because they were still... They still were raising the kid together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they, she came to his house because he wasn't answering the phone or something. Uh, and she got it. She went in and found him. Yeah. Natural causes, apparently. Yes. And there's some dispute about how old he really was. Yeah. I mean, I, this just a thing. He looked know. old when he was young. Let's yes, just be honest. Very skinny. Yes. Um, and tall. True. And he did the majority of the writing for the cars. He did. The, the guy who... He, but Benjamin Orr wrote Candio. I don't think that's true. 
It is. Is it? How come it says it Cause was? Because I, I Googled it. How come it says on the album that all songs were written by Rick Okasik? Uh, it lies. Uh, or, or there's an asterisk there that you didn't notice. Let's see how. Hmm. Here. Okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna figure this out because I actually just looked at that. I think. I think we should figure this out off air. No, no, no. We're gonna do it on air. <laughs> all songs written by Rick Okasik. Okasik. Oh, it says it right here, man. Right here. All songs written by. So, there's a dispute. we got to figure Wiki, out... Who... WikiLeaks has a dispute. Okay, so, and that's important because we got to report to... Um, we've got to report to uh, right. BMI, BMI and ASCAP. And ASCAP. Well, so, you can figure that out. I, I have the proof in my hand here. Uh, so, here's what we should do now. Because when we were first initially talking about this, we were talking about who we had each seen... Well, who... What what oh, I'm live sorry. acts? It's a list of vocals, not who yeah, wrote it. Benjamin Orr saying, yeah, he and he died, which he died quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. like like two thousand three or it something. It was surprising. He was sick. Yeah, cancer or something. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's surprising how, um, although Okasik wrote, I'm doing it correctly apparently. Okasik wrote all the song, most of the songs, but he didn't sing that many. No, I, and and actually. Or it, it has a truly great voice, yeah. and and uh, I was kind of surprised how similar their voices were at times. Like like yeah. you like wasn't sure which one was singing. I yeah, um, yeah that's They true. weren't so distinctive to where you went, oh, that's Okasik singing. Excuse me, Okasik. Wow, <laughs> and, wow, uh, yeah, and uh, and that's Or singing anyway. Well, you know, one, before, we ramble on. Before we move on, I think it is important to note that um, Elliot Easton, the lead guitar player, lefty. Well, when Stu Cook and Doug Clifford were thinking about putting together the Creedence Clearwater Revival, basically tribute band, they got him to play guitar first. And uh, he was with the band Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Which you've also seen. I have seen them. Yes, I with, have. With Elliot Easton? No. I oh, saw, okay. in fact, Doug, Doug Clifford wasn't with them that night either. He kind of comes in and goes, but Stu Cook was. I saw them in Pullman at Dad's Weekend like three years ago. Okay, so let's get back to what, we were, what I had started to say, which was that we had kind of compared notes, and we have probably about ten interlocking acts that we've both seen uh at, you know like you've seen them and i've seen them so we've both seen them but not at the same time perhaps not at the same tour uh, we aren't going to play fleetwood mac we're not going to play the rolling stones we're not going to play bruce springsteen but those are three that we both have seen yes and did we decide any others that we haven't we, we decided we weren't going to play oh van morrison have you seen i bob? have not seen van morrison oh, what about bob dylan i've seen bob dylan so we're not going to do bob dylan but, okay. Okay, so there's four right there that we've interlocked. <laughs> now, the, the, we'll do them on our next show, maybe. The first, sure, why not? I got to find another 78, though. Uh, the first uh, big concert, Coliseum style concert that both you and I went to at, in different cities, but probably the same time. And this is a weird coincidence, but yeah. it was the Doobie Brothers on the Taking It to the Streets. Tour. I saw him in Seattle. You saw him in the Coliseum. I mean, in Memorial in, Coliseum in Portland. Portland, yeah. yeah. 
So I think that we should do a set devoted only to songs, to, to groups that you and I have both seen. And we'll start it off with the doobies off the Taking It to the Streets album. Let's go.
our first four set. <laughs> four sets. Of, of, <laughs> of bands we've mutually seen live. Yes. That was the Grateful Dead from Terrapin Station doing Estimated Profit. In the perfect opportunity for you to correct my error. Oh, I don't know if I did it to correct your error. No, this show needs to be accurate. Okay, I just pointed out during a break that the the leader of... Of the Water Boys. I don't think his name is Tom Scott. We think it's Tim Scott, although we're going to check now. But more more importantly, Guy was sharp to observe that the saxophonist on Estimated Profit is Tom Scott. Tom Scott, he's got a very distinctive voice on the sax. Let's see here. What's the guy's name? Tim Tom, Tim Tom. <laughs> we do research live for you. <laughs> so before that, we had uh, Joe Jackson. Oh, my God. How come it's not on here? Hold on a second. And I was... Uh, Beat crazy! I was Wikipediaing Joe because I thought, gosh, what is he up to these days? I have no idea. Well, apparently he was on The Tonight Show in January with a new album out. <laughs> Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike, Mike Scott. Scott. Mike Scott. Okay. Okay. No Tim, no Tom. Mike. Mike Scott. Tom Scott plays sax Tom on Scott plays Terrapin sax. Station. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Beat Crazy, Joe Jackson. Yeah. He's still active. He's still active. Uh, released a new album and was and played The Tonight Show in, in January, and apparently it was a well-received song. Uh, I saw him in... 1984. I saw him later than that. Yeah, this was on the. I saw him on the. Um, the stepping, stepping out, out tour. Yeah, stepping yeah, out tour. Yeah. yeah, and then he. Had, I saw him on the Big World tour. Big World. Uh, that's the three sided album. Correct. Yeah, I, the one in between those two was also really good. Beat Crazy Jump was and Jive. Or no, no, Jump and Jive was earlier. That Beat Crazy was that. That came out right before. I think right before stepping out coulda and then this other this album that I'm thinking of had a black and white picture of him holding a saxophone very similar to a uh, Dexter Gordon record from the 50s yeah I, I don't recall it's a good album I almost grabbed that instead uh, before that we did oh uh, so we'll start we'll start <laughs> we, we started with the Doobie Brothers our very first uh, our very first big concert at the you know for each of us at different places and different. I think it's important for me to point out for all those youngsters that listen to our show that so uh, I learned when you buy the four dollar poster, which I'm sure now is the twenty five dollar poster. <laughs> 20, yeah. uh, don't use it as a drum on on the uh, chair rail. Did it, <laughs> it, it comes home pretty pretty beat ratty. Up, beat up. Yeah. <laughs> well, well the next. The next group we played, the next song we played, was the opening act for that same concert, Sanford Townsend Band, Smoke from a Distant Fire. What a great yeah. one-hit wonder. But what a great tune. What a great tune. Yeah. Their first album that that is on is Pales in Comparison. The second album is even worse. Uh, but that song. But lives. you have now, all you listeners, you have that song. <laughs> we could we could also play the second album if we want. I've got that. I've got that. But that song, it's uh it'll never be forgotten. No. Okay. So I we we are uh, going to get back to the music, but we decided that perhaps there was one more band that you and I both saw 
Pab- Pablo Cruz. Yes. And I I actually love Pablo Cruz, how gauche that is. And I saw... Take us worlds away. I saw them in 1978 in Pullman, Washington, in my freshman year at WSU, Washington State University. Let's play something from that album, A Place in the Sun. A Place in the Sun? Well, we're not going to play A Place in the Sun. The album is A Place in the Sun. This is like... Their second album was Worlds Away. No, 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 no. Their first album was Pablo Cruz. Their second album was A Place in the Sun. And the third third album was was Worlds Away. Away. Okay. Actually, there might have been another one in be- before that, too. Where I don't think so. No, there is. They, I can guarantee it. Really? Yeah, they were sitting around. I should have they, learned. They were, I should learn not to argue yeah, with you. They were, they were naked with towels on in a steam room. That was their second album. The first one was a green album. It's just Pablo Cruz. Right. The second one, they were in a steam room. Third one, A Place in the Sun. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, know, I know The Place in the Sun and Worlds Away are, are back-to-back albums. Three and four. I know that. Three and four. Because I didn't know of them uh, until Placing the Sun. Uh, nor did I. Yeah. They're great, though. They are. Here we go. L.A. band, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sun. You used to be a pretty 
Well, I'm pretty sure you didn't see them. Lionel Hampton and his orchestra. No. That was Lionel Hampton and his orchestra. Pretty impressive that you were in the audience on that cut. Uh, I saw Lionel Hampton live at the Jazz Alley. The Jazz Alley. I don't think it's the Jazz Alley. I think it's, I think it's Jazz, Jazz Alley. Alley. Yeah. But it's like going to the Safeway, you know. I went to the Jazz Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Work at the Boeing. At the Boeing, yeah. At the law office. Uh, anyway, after he'd had a stroke, and shortly before he died, and uh, it was bittersweet. Mm. I wanted to go see him because it was like, um, it was the last chance to see a legend, but he was clearly horribly affected by the stroke he'd had. I mean, it was when he'd take his mallet and hit one of the the tuning bars on the xylophone, or the xylophone, vibe, on the vibe, vibe harp. It was like a big deal that he did it, you know. Yeah, it was mm. kind of too bad. He had a hot band and an incredibly really good tenor sax player but but it was nice to see him but you know it was a shame that he had a stroke and was in, in that condition anyway that's the, the shellac part of the show tonight woohoo you <laughs> snuck it in I did right at the wire yeah well no we have more to go uh, we started that group with Pablo Cruz doing and that's a San Francisco band I had to, I, I Corrected by the Google. Ah, the Google is... It's wonderful, isn't it? Uh, other than the... Occasional mistake. Tracking and spying aspects, yes. <laughs> well, true. But I don't use the Google. I actually use different... So. You're a binger? A bingle? I'm an X-quick guy. I don't know what that even means. There you go. Yeah. DuckDuckGo would be another good option. Don't know what that means either. Well... Yeah. Nope. Anonymous searches. Ah, well, I'll have to talk to you about that off the air because we don't want people here. We don't want people listening That's right. in. That's right. <laughs> anyway, how did you find us, Pablo Cruz? A place in the sun album, and that song was "Can't You Hear the Music." So it made perfect sense because one of the guys that formed Pablo Cruz in San Francisco was a guy named David Jenkins, mm-hmm. and he, after Pablo Cruz. Joined a band called uh, Southern Southern Pacific, I want to say. Okay. That had uh, the Doobie Brothers drummer, Knutson, uh, John McPhee, the Doobie Brothers' current guitarist, and Stu Cook as bassist. Boom. Boom. Like, you just, you just bring it all around. <laughs> well, actually, you brought that one. Um, no, but somehow you knew they were all interconnected. It's just the, somehow, kind of the music I like. Yeah, we 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 went we jumped from Pablo Cruz to somebody TP. that you really like a lot because you were seen singing several times, singing very loudly during that that. Oh, that's that's it's, it's one of my campfire Louisiana songs. rain. I play I play that song all the time. Saw him at the Paramount on this tour, probably seventy eight ish. Me too. You saw him at the Paramount. No, it was in Portland, okay. Portland Paramount, yeah, Catch yeah. a Rising Star. We yeah. talked about this, yes, and yes. KISW had some Goofy. promotion here yeah, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yes, it, it was right after the Damn the Torpedoes was released. He was, of course, had been in through two years of litigation with MCA, I think, yeah. And uh, and this was his comeback album, and so he was on this Catch a Rising Star. Well, his first two tour. albums were, were awfully good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he got he got in a fight with the record company. Yeah. 
I don't know who that was right off the bat. I don't know who released that. Uh, ra- Hold on. Roundhouse. Hold on. Roughneck. Hold on. Something like Backstreet, that. Backstreet. Backstreet. A subsidiary of MCA. Uh, 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 uh. I guess he didn't get too far away. Not too far. So then, so then we, we maybe that was the settlement. All right, you, you got to do five. You more can albums release it on Backstreet, but we own Backstreet. Five more albums in two years. Well, he kept it up because you remember the album after that. I believe is Hard Promises. Now, I bet after this, it was I was done with him. Oh gosh, no, I kept going anyway. The album after this is Hard Promises, and he's on the cover in a record store and the key was oh, yeah. that was when yeah, yeah, yeah. tower records yeah. jacked the price of albums to it seems pittance 1298 no to like a, to, to like uh 10 bucks or eight bucks or something and he's pictured on the cover with a bunch of albums and they're all like 599 or, yeah, or 699 or something right, yeah. and it was his yeah. his like yeah you just try and price this like that <laughs> anyway and we digress we followed that you do Sometimes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, I do too sometimes. Not this one. Um, that last one was... Uh, no, uh, no, no. What? After Petty, there was somebody... Dave, Dave, Alvin, Dave and Alvin and Phil Alvin. And Phil Alvin. Together. The Alvin together. brothers. And, and, and I don't know if I've actually seen them together without the rest of the blasters, but I've seen Dave Alvin numerous times. I've seen... The Blasters numerous times, and I've I I think I have seen Phil Alvin and Dave Alvin together. I think I saw them out at the tractor. So I just want to take this opportunity to do a shout out to Christy McWilson, who uh, is a, somebody that I know personally, um, has a band here in Seattle, and this last summer flew out to New York to play with Dave Alvin. I would be very interested in, in going to see her if she's going to be playing at the tractor or something. And if you were planning on going, I'd like to go do that too. All right. She's pretty good. She's got she's kind of rootsy, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on. We've got we've already done like we've we've already done like thirteen records. Yeah, we're we're beyond the time limit of, our, of one of our normal shows. Okay. Well, we're we, going to extend apparently a, a little bit, not too much more, a little bit. And and you know, isn't this always the way, right? I have way too much music up here in the room to play i mean who would have thought that i would have chosen pablo cruz over i don't know who everybody but i did over lucinda wilson yeah okay that's a joke on your part <laughs> williams okay so let's get going back to it okay yes let's do some more
Still 
my, how time flies. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're already at almost an hour and a half into this, or maybe more. All right, that was the Black Angels, and I, I had, for a number of years, starting in about 2005, quite the fixation with them. They, uh, they, they played at Chop Suey. I saw them when they were just nothing. They were playing at Chop Suey here in Seattle, just a little hole-in-the-wall place right after that album came out. Um, that was called Black Grease. I've got several of their albums. We've seen them several times, and each time the experience gets a little less uh, exciting. So I think we may be done with that, but, but what we have in the collection is pretty good stuff. Um, we, I think I saw, the only time I've been to Chop Suey, I think, is I saw the seven-year bitch. Wow. It's the, Mia oh. Zapata. Yeah. Wow. That would have been a good show. She was murdered in the street. Yes. Yeah. At, on Capitol Hill? I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I, I, I believe it's still unsolved, isn't it? It is unsolved, yeah. That's too bad. She, they had some talent. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess... You know, bad, stu oh, so bad stuff happens, bad and stuff we got to talk about it. Especially when there's black angels around. Black angels, yeah. Uh, uh, so before or after Black Angels, you played? Charlie Musselwhite. Charlie Musselwhite doing Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I think that was off as one of his very first albums. He's a harmonica blues singer kind of guy. Really good. Saw him, saw him at the Triple Door. A number of years ago, last night, I actually went to a show at the Triple Door. Uh, that I don't have the record by the guy that was featured, though, Joshua Redman, a kind of a John Coltrane kind of hmm. acolyte, I think, the way just listening to how he played. He was a he's a tenor sax player that I've wanted to see for a while, and we went last night and had a great time, had great dinner, good friends went with us. and um, So one of the bands on your list... Mm -hmm is the baseball project. It is. So does it count if I walked past the bar where they were playing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually see them, but they were playing uh, in Austin when I was there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, w I heard, I listened to them for a little bit. I, I've got, I've got bad news for you. Yeah. Um, the bad news is that in the springtime or maybe just before springtime, we're going to revisit the baseball songs again. I have enough. There's nothing bad about that. I have more baseball songs. I have enough. I have enough new and different baseball songs to do an entire new show about baseball songs. And so we're going to save the baseball project for them, for that show. But there's all sorts of good stuff, including in stuff that I found in the the Connecticut trip winnings or whatever prize lottery or whatever you want to call sure. it uh we we are just kind of is there anything before uh muscle white and the black angels x doing wild oh, thing yes yeah wild thing you make my heart sing uh x that's a great song that's a good part we were talking while it was playing like this is the kind of song that you would play when you were drinking and there was a party going on and you wanted people to dance you would play x wild thing and that would get everybody going yes yeah it's a good song it's fun i saw them bumber shoot probably 85 86 and then the night before heather and i got married maybe i don't know five years ago four or five years ago <laughs> i know the day i know the day i know the day uh anyway the night before we got married we went to see the blasters at el corazon 
where you and I have actually seen the Blasters, yes. but this was a different time. Right. And they the Blasters actually opened for X. John Doe was there and Billy Zoom and Xian Cervenka. I don't know who the drummer is anymore. But it just they just didn't seem like they had it going and we left after about four or five songs we had Well, you were about to get married. We were about to get married, yeah. Yeah. You had other things on your mind. I had other things going on, yeah. That was on the That'd have been a nice show, though, the Blasters and X, if, on... if X would, had shown up with their hearts. Yeah, I've, I, I've been to a few of those. Jackson, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, Jackson, I'm going to throw you under the bus, but Jackson Brown has definitely mailed it in a few times yeah. when I've seen him. Yeah. At the El Corazon? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem like his kind of venue. No, no. but, but I've, I've just seen him, I, I've seen him several times, and at least twice he was just like, look, Really giving off the vibe of I don't want to be here, huh. which which you know sucks when you're in a show, right? Sure, you, you paid know, a lot of money exactly. for that. Exactly, paid a lot of money yeah. for those tickets. Well, so anyway, where I was going with all this is that there's so much music, so much good stuff that I've seen over the years, and I'm I'm like dating it clear back to when I was in junior high when when I saw Cannonball Adderley at a at a club up in Vancouver, Canada. Foreshadow. I don't know what that what, what we're foreshadowing. Well, on volume two of this show, oh we'll play right, some but I gotta figure. I gotta figure out where there's a seventy-eight though. I gotta maybe he did a seventy-eight. I don't know. I gotta find it. You'll find it. Yeah, Lionel Hampton. You know, he did that Lionel Hampton seventy-eight. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. So you're limited to one seventy-eight. Well, no, I could do another Lionel Hampton right. seventy-eight. I guess. Well, plus you saw you you saw BB King. Live. Never, never, oh. never, never. And I've oh, got plenty of... you gave a suggestion to me that maybe that was a way for, a way well, for me to that, see the... Yeah, I thought that maybe... To get a 78 in, Right, no. I thought that maybe you had seen B.B. King. Ah, okay. okay no, no, I never did. No. Okay, so, anyway. <laughs> let's cut the... Now it's even longer. Let's cut that out. <laughs> we can talk. Don't edit that out. This is all fun. Because <laughs> you know what? They come for the music, but you remember what they stay for? You know, I'm not so sure about that guy. <laughs> So okay, so I have to confess. Yeah, uh, somebody said we talked Amanda too much last I, time. Amanda and I uh, took the five out, five to six hour road trip to Black Butte, mm -hmm. uh, Montana. For, no, in in Oregon. Okay, uh, high plains. And so we put on a couple podcasts. Yeah, we talked too much, huh? And and I was just kind of going like, God, these are inane. <laughs> it's like I really just don't want to listen to these people. Talk, that was you and talking, me. No, no, no. Oh. I, I like our podcast for some reason, <laughs> but I was listening to these people, so I really got a sense of, of, you know, if uh, if you're not enjoying the banter, then it's really kind of annoying. It is. Um, but our music's so good, you know. Well, anyway. we, yeah. Well, I did think we talked a little bit too much on the Halloween show, but uh. that you know, so. I, I that show I think was just superb. It was incredible, but it was it's musically challenging. I mean, how's that? We had a lot of old songs, a lot of you, you know. It just wasn't. It wasn't. I I I felt that many of the songs weren't just like easily approachable. You know, songs you'd whistle kind of stuff. Um, songs which, you which is fine, good or bad. What do you mean? What do you mean that you would, you would whistle like ear candy, you know, songs oh, well like that, the songs that stick with you, well, that's right? Halloween stuff. But um, but, but that said, I thought the the 
the choices you made were fantastic. I thought, like, as we as we talked about afterwards, like these are songs you, you like that. Walla Walla Man, you are never going to hear this anywhere. Never. You'd have to go to the Library of Congress probably never. to find that, never. Never. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I just I was really happy with that show, uh, but I realized from a musical standpoint, like if, like somebody asked me like, what show should I listen to? And I you know, I wouldn't really point them to that. Show. No, I'd no, say like no. I'd, I'd say like the Northwest show is a great one mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. to. Uh, or the baseball shows. Baseball, baseball shows, are, shows are good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I listened. I I posted to the Facebook page. Don't forget about our. You know, we're doing. I I did this yesterday. Okay, we're doing a show tomorrow night. But but don't forget to listen to the Thanksgiving show we did last year because it's got a lot of good stuff in it, and that's a good show. I've yeah. been listening to it. That's a good show. Uh, but anyway, so we are <laughs> just talk 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 talk. We have come to the end of our talking, and we have come to the end of our show. What we volume have, one, volume of, one of guys here. live music and chips too to a large. Well, I mean, ha- half we of the, half, several the, of those, half yes. the songs are yours, man. Uh, but this one, this is this is a very long song by Boz Skaggs. Is off his first album. I didn't see him in the, that time frame because it was like '69. Uh, I've seen him a couple times out at the zoo. Out at the Woodland Park Zoo, and uh, this this one song I'm going to play is called "Loan Me a Dime," and uh, Dwayne Allman played guitar on it, Ooh. and it is it's a very cool song. This will be the song that will take people out to the end. We're going to talk now and say our goodbyes, and then just let this go because it goes for over 12 minutes. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And and here's a heads up. If you should, you let's all our listeners, you should be gearing up for our annual extravaganza coming up soon. I have been collecting records all year long for the Christmas show. I have so many cool records. The, our show this year will be phenomenal. So don't miss it. I can't wait. In the meantime. Enjoy this show. Have a great Thanksgiving if this if we get this posted before Thanksgiving. We will. Oh, good. All right on. Have a great time. Thanks for listening as always. I'm Guy. I'm Chip. And this has been Shellac and Vinyl. Good night.
Could not understand. 